Uh, hey guys, what's up? It's the Sweet Keeks. It's actually take 59, not take 58. Me and Tanner want to um, clear that up. He says 58 in the beginning. Anyways, enjoy take 59. Sweet! Take 58. Wow, we had a little break, but we are back, and we have a loaded take today. We're excited. Uh, First and foremost, we have two announcements right off the bat, Um, and then we have a little recap of our trips. Movie news, we just have two. (laughs) We're excited to share one of them. And then we're going to talk really briefly about The Mandalorian, Disney Plus as a whole. That was released November 12th while we were out and about on our trips. And then I have some quick movie reviews, a couple of stream movies, and so does Keeks. And then to wrap up this podcast, we're going to talk about Jojo Rabbit. That is our highlight movie review for Take 58. And without further ado, Keeks, welcome back. You want to... Be a part of it. New York. Wow, I feel like a new man. Baptized by the city that, the the city of brotherly love that never sleeps. The concrete jungle. Was that your first time to New York? That was my first time, man. My family went a few years ago, but I had like a lot of work. And to be honest, I didn't really want to go with my family to New York for the first time. So I just kind of used that as an excuse so I could stay home alone with the house. Dude. And it was great. New York is an absolute, it's a blast. And I'm glad you guys went when it was during November. So it still was probably a little bit cold, but it's not, you know, torturous cold. No, it was not bad at all. Honestly, like most days it was like 50-ish. So just, you know, a little, little light jacket. I brought some stylish jackets so I didn't have to wear like a Columbia jacket all the time and look like a of course. nerd. Uh, I, can't, I can't wait to hear more about it. But first we have that announcement that we want to share we are solidifying the Sweet Film Meetup. We announced it a few weeks ago back, but we are officially here. It is this Friday. Can you believe it? Can you believe we've made it? Wow. It's I'm here. Excited. Thanksgiving's here. Time to, be, time to be thankful for the Sweet Film Talk and come show your thanks. Uh, like that. Uh, this, this Friday, November 29th, we are going to see Knives Out. At the Geneva Megaplex in Utah, for any of you in our in South Africa looking to fly out, uh, yeah, buy your tickets. Get there this Thursday. We'll show you around. Come eat some turkey at our house, and then Friday, <laughs> Thanksgiving, seven twenty-five, knives out at the Geneva Megaplex. Be oh, there, cannot. And then and we're then gonna at- go Dairy Queen after, right? Yes, yes, we're gonna go Dairy Queen, maybe Maverick. It's right across the street. Whatever we're filling. <laughs> I love I love whatever the map idea. Whatever whatever has more seats. So we're gonna bring our podcast uh, microphone, and we're gonna record our take on the film, and then y'all are gonna also chime in and give your take. So come one, come all, seriously. And we're gonna post this on Instagram so you guys know. And then we're gonna post where we're sitting right now. There's only four seats that have been selected. I mean, everyone's probably just going to Frozen too. Ugh. Let's have, be honest. I kind of yeah, want to see. Oh, oh, we'll get. We'll get to Frozen. Yeah, yeah. There's so many movies coming out right now. My gosh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So, speaking of another announcement regarding Knives Out, 
Keeks and I have decided, well, we decided this, geez, several months ago to do a new grading scale. And we, man, we rolled with it for what, maybe t- two takes? That's really brief. <laughs> it, was, it was just it was, so convoluted and long it was, that we, I, I think we just forgot about it. It was too it, confusing. Mm-hmm. And so we went back to the letter grades. However, Keeks came up with this new, just three steps to grading. And I want you to introduce this. I think this is kind of your, this is your baby. And I loved it. When you introduced, when you texted me this, I, it just resonated. Like I felt my soul was pushed by all the cinema gods. And I was like, this is it. <laughs> it, just, it felt pure and it felt right. I think it was like, it was early. I just remember it came to me, you know, all great, all great ideas come when you're dreaming. They come at like three in the morning or in the shower. I, or I when you're walking to the fridge to get some orange juice and milk at three in the morning. Hence my night last night. <laughs> or just like a big handful of shredded cheese. Oh, wow. That's when you get I'm the not best that ideas. person, but my brother is. <laughs> and so we've we've got three steps, like we said. We're going to start with the lowest tier is spoiled. If a movie is spoiled, it's not good. Don't waste your time. Don't go see it. And we've got sour. Sour is we think the movie is good or like an acquired taste. Like sour things, you know, Sour Patch Kids, Warheads. It's kind of an unpleasant moment, but then you get used to it and you like it. So that's like the middle of the road. And then we got sweet, which means go see it, you know. And and the thing with this and letter grades, it's like, for example, the lighthouse would probably be a sour. You know, yeah, it's a little bit of an sure. acquired taste. But honestly, for me, like, you know, how I saw 47 meters down uncaged. Yes. I would yes. give it a sweet. Like, go, you know, it's a fun little watch. Go see it. Yeah. And and that's that's the thing I like about this new grading scale is, for example, like with the letter grades, what's the difference between a B plus and an A minus? Was it just like one extra scene that made you laugh? Was it um, like five more minutes of runtime that like botched it down, <laughs> like being slow? You know what I mean? It's very yes. it's a very thin line between like an A and an A plus. So with the sweet, sour and spoiled, I mean, it's just pretty clear cut, like spoiled. Don't go see it. As Keeks mentioned, sour, choir taste. Like I would give the lighthouse a sour grading as well. Yeah. And then uh, sweet, sweeter is just basically anything that's like a B letter grade movie to up. I, I always recommend going to see it. So I love it. For, so for all you sweets, it's either sweet, sour or spoiled. Awesome. Yeah. So short and simple. And honestly, like, especially being out this week, we'll talk more about our movie experiences this week, but I just found, I was like, these are so good movies. Like what differentiates them? We're not professional critics. We exactly, you know, our baby brains don't know everything. So we just, (laughs) you know, there you go. Sweet, sour, spoiled. And we're going to have some sweet and sour during this review. I have, I think I have a sour movie. Yeah. I have a sour movie that I, yeah, yeah, I do. I do too. Yeah. So um, with that, I have a movie review submitted by an SFT fan. This comes from your boy, Eric T-Phone Home. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. So he saw Ford vs. Ferrari, which I've been meaning to see. I know I'm going to really like this movie. And it's gotten well, you know, well received uh, reviews. So I'm probably going to see it this next week. Anyways, this is what Eric T. Phone Home had to say. One of our one of our closest friends. He's going to be there at the Sweet Film Talk meetup. Ooh, so if anything, just there. come, come, come to see Eric. <laughs> so he adds this to say about Ford versus Ferrari. He says Ford versus Ferrari, aka Ken Miles versus Corporate America. Very good mm-hmm. film with amazing character development. 
Love me some John Bernthal in there too. Wow. The story of a degenerate who becomes a hero but ultimately gets overlooked by his peers. And he gave this a sweet grading as well. So let's go. If that didn't, that. I mean, if I think everyone listens, I know, I know at least for my part, I, I'm dying to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely going to put in the plans to see it next week. So again, if you guys have seen a movie that we have not seen, or if we have seen, send Thank us you. your review. You, our DMs are open. Anybody can send us a DM. They they are so I mean, full though. So sometimes it's so hard <laughs> to sort through all of the many messages that we get, but we'll we'll get to it. Yeah, I mean, just gosh, just like Doctor Sleep, we read. King James's review that he <laughs> sent us. True. <laughs> Thank you again, King James. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay, so that's that for the announcements. And wow, I want to hear more about the trip. Let's hear quickly about our trips because we were both in the East Coast. We were right. We were, we were neighbor. We were neighbors. We were in the tri-state area. That's what I heard. Is what um, is it? New York and New Jersey and is it Pennsylvania? Yeah. The other one. Yep. So I flew into Philadelphia on November 12th. I was oh, there for okay. a week. My There's like a work conference. So I went there for a day, uh, just an hour from where my brother lives. He lives near Blackwood, New Jersey, just 30 minutes basically from the Philadelphia airport. Oh, nice. Uh, so it was kind of like my Thanksgiving slash Christmas break, just visiting my brother. I'm really close with my older brother. And it was awesome. Just kind of chilling, taking it easy, kicking it with him. And then I flew back a week later and get this. Uh, was talking to Mark and Crab, who are also listeners, my roommates, good friends. Ooh. And Mark is a diehard San Jose Sharks fan. I've always wanted to go to an, to an NHL game. And no. Thursday, this last Thursday, they were playing the Vegas Golden Knights, which is kind of a rivalry game. Oh, so, that's, yeah, okay. Because yeah, they played, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played two times in the playoffs. So it was a week before. And Sharks started playing really well. They're playing really bad at the beginning of the year, but they started picking it up, and the Golden Knights were kind of playing a little shaky. And so we just pulled the trigger. We're like, all right, let's buy tickets. We bought tickets. We left Thursday morning on the 21st. I got home Tuesday night, so I was home in bed for one night. <laughs> <laughs> we left Thursday morning, went to Vegas, got there around 2.30, walked around. The game started at 7. Doors opened at 5.45. We got there. I mean, the atmosphere was a blast. Like, it's Vegas. They put on a show. Like, I'll give their pregame a sweet rating. It was great. <laughs> really? The, the videos were hilarious. I mean, the entertainment, they brought out, like, a golden night before on the ice, and, like, somebody was, like, a sh- like wearing a shark bandana over his mouth. Like, he stole his sword. It was, it was really campy, but it was so fun. And I then mean, Sharks, if that isn't Vegas in, oh <laughs> in a word, just campy. And the game was phenomenal. The game went to overtime, and the Sharks won in overtime, and we were we were thrilled. We were so happy. I mean, because whenever you go to a game, especially a live sporting event, and you go and see a blowout, that sucks. But they won. It was worth it. It was worth the trip. And then we got in the car, and we straight shot it back. No way. <laughs> no way. We got home at 5 a.m., Mark was feeling good. I was like, all right, I'm jazzed up. We just injected caffeine into our veins. I love that. Just a nice, stopped off at the Mav real quick to get a nice caffeine boost. Just a quick mesquite fill up. (laughs) 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 And we made it back. I mean, it was a super fun trip. I mean, any type of sporting event with with your friends is a blast, especially with the outcome is, uh, you know, a good outcome. Oh so yeah, and if you're a big fan of the team too, I mean, I know MCAT's a huge Sharks fan. That's that's huge. That's great. And 
and like we were all hyped and like on our row when they scored the goal in overtime because it was sudden death you know mm-hmm. whoever scores the first goal wins the sharks scored the goal we were like just jumping around it was dead silent like the closest <laughs> sharks fan was like 30 feet <laughs> okay wear your stripes baby yeah, so it was a blast. I recommend going to an NHL game, especially in Vegas, and and you know, let us know. We'll 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 review that. <laughs> <laughs> a sweet sweet grading. Go see the golden the golden knights and the sharks. Yeah. So Go what the was NHL the best games. thing? What was the best thing you did in New York? Sheesh. Can I be Can I be really honest with you? Absolutely. I love going I to love. the movies. <laughs> I. I Honestly, like we did so much. I have messed up my Achilles on my left foot. It hurts. It hurts so bad because we walked so much and I aggravated an injury I got in high school. And like last Sunday, we saw Parasite. On Monday, we saw Honey Boy. And on Tuesday, we saw Jojo Rabbit all in like New Jersey and New York. And it was so great just to be able like I don't all these none of movies are playing near me so i don't get any chance to see them unless i like had screeners which you know hopefully next year we have something like that but i just didn't think i'd be able to see any of these so parasite was we're gonna have a whole oscar movie roundup we'll talk about parasite honey because i had yeah i haven't seen those and i've been meaning to get those they haven't really been playing really close and i've been honey out of Boy, town. i think is only in like new york la and a few big cities because it wow. was only playing in like three theaters in new york even like yeah, not every just, theater had it. How many movies and plays did you see in New York? Um, three movies. So yeah, Parasite, Honey Boy, and Jojo Rabbit. Okay. And then two plays. We saw Phantom. We saw Phantom of the Menace. <laughs> my, <laughs> my personal favorite. <laughs> Could you imagine just like a song devoted to Jar Jar Binks and his like him stepping stepping in like animal dung? Oh my gosh. Or, or like his tongue being numb from the pod racing laser beams. <laughs> I would <laughs> Just go an see absolute it. I'd, mess. I'd throw down some fat cash to see that. Uh, I I'd be it'd be the next Hamilton. Are you kidding? Golly, yes. I, and so I saw Phantom of the Opera, not Phantom of the Menace, and Wicked. And I I don't I don't know like you know, my I don't I don't have a brain for stupid not stupid i'm not gonna say stupid i don't have a brain for broadway like i don't really get it but phantom of the opera unreal i yeah, love I, it the song masquerade is a top five like you know broadway like show tunes hit top five easy wow um, wicked on the other hand i did not love um, I think the story in Wicked is like the B plots and like the story, the overarching story in Wicked is probably better. But the just like the showcase in Phantom of the Opera was so I left and I had all the songs stuck in my head and I loved it. And then we were like, should we go to Wicked? Because it was a little bit more expensive than Phantom of the Opera. And we're like, you know what? Let's do it. We're in New York. We did it. Good. And, I'm glad you guys um, did. You're in New York. What? Once every. Three years, if that. Five years, ten years. Oh yeah, Tw- no. twenty six. What twenty six years in your case? <laughs> That's true. So you know, midlife crisis next time, I'll probably like rent a Ferrari and drive around the city and just be in traffic all day. Uh, we'll or we'll have Sweet Filled Talk logo plastered on it, like we're we'll on, on a Times Square billboard. Uh, <laughs> wrapped around the Ferrari. I like that idea better. We'll just put uh, it on the Ferrari. So um, down. Yeah, it's it was just like being in the theaters there, like knowing that there were so many other movies. Like I wanted to go see um, The Irishman. I wanted to see uh, Marriage Story. There's so many movies playing, but 
it just in the end, in the end we didn't have enough time. Yeah, and I yeah. really because they're both coming to Netflix, so it's not like I won't be able to see them. But it would just be great to see the Irishman in theaters. Did you go to uh, the High Line? Yes, we did. Love okay. the High Line. That was like one of our favorite places that we went. Yeah. Did you go before or after I sent the email? After. Yeah. Oh, after. perfect. Oh, so I I was an influence on your trip. I love you. That. You were a am huge touched. influence on it, and we went to. Gosh, there was another place. Oh, we went to Juliana's. Okay. In Brooklyn. Oh, oh! Did you go underneath the bridge? Yeah, yeah. yeah we were right no, by it, pretty, right underneath the bridge. It's went pretty to good. I mean, my it's ankle like, was all messed up, so I was like in in a ton of pain. I mean, I it's thirty through, bucks I made for it a so I could. It's a, it's thirty bucks for a slice. Almost worth it though. <laughs> it was like twenty five bucks for a pie. So okay, okay. Might yeah. as well have been thirty dollars for a slice. The pizza was a little bland. I, mm. You know what I realized is like being in New York, my dumb, like poor boy brain thinks that Papa John's is better than like a $30 pizza. I'm just you like, know? where's the garlic sauce to dip my pizza in? <laughs> like, where's, where's all the grease? It's Why just, is this it's crust just, so thin? It's just you're homey with it, you know? You've become, you become accustomed with it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I'm all, <laughs> I'm all for that. I agree. I'd say that uh, my movie taste is maybe a little bit more refined than my food's taste, but oh, still yeah. love me a good Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> who doesn't I, lo- I love that movie that i cannot wait to talk about that at the end of the year <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, wow. let's, okay so yeah those were our trips i mean you know um, awesome amc a-list gave us three free movies so like well we might as well go see them yep That's... bumped them all out parasite and honey boy i'm very excited to talk about when we do our uh, oscar roundup sweet just Very excited. Love it. Love it. Good trips. Glad we're back safely. We're just glad to be back to all the sweets. Just filming our just sweet, beautiful, our dulcet tones as Brooks coined oh, it. Oh, that's <laughs> right. I didn't really know what dulcet means. I know what dulce means, like in Spanish. So I assume it's the same thing. Sweet. Yeah, dulce. Uh, yeah, so sweet. So anyways, uh, to the movie news. <laughs> <laughs> Very quick. New Mutants apparently got a new release date. Another one? Yep, when mark your calendars. April 3rd. Okay, when was it beforehand? Was it August? Did they push it up? Oh, no, I think it was supposed <laughs> to like be this. I've lost track. I, I think know. they've changed it like eight times. You know, they might as well round up and make it ten times. Just get in the double digits, baby. Just yeah, do just, it. Just throw it into 2021. <laughs> I can't wait to do a New Mutants podcast. We're going to do like a whole hour. We're going to throw out so many <laughs> sweet movie morsels. We're going <laughs> to analyze it. Every actor in the movie, we're going to give a full-on like just deep dive into their performances. Oh my gosh, we're ready. A possibility we're, we might have to make it to the red car, but I feel like we've done so much marketing and advertisement for New Mutants. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> yeah. I think we deserve Fox. I, I, we Fox, talk about like every listening. pod. I still remember seeing that trailer and being like, oh, this, is, this looks cool. And then they're like, the day after it released, they postponed the date. And they're like, reshot a whole, like, whole new scenes with a new character to add to the story. So, oh I, yeah, I don't freaking know what's going to go on. So, speaking of the pushing bag release dates, is Sonic. So, Sonic, yes. uh, here, here, I have this to say about this. So, when I first saw this trailer, and I, 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 I loved Sonic. I played it, you know, of course, when I was younger on of the course. Genesis, Sega Genesis, good times, knew all the cheat codes. Dreamcast, played it a little there. And I played it R. on R. GameCube. I love Sonic. And so, when I saw the trailer, I was like, wow, that Sonic looks creepy. Like, I had nightmares that night, pretty sure. I honestly think, I don't know if this is true, but I almost think this was like a marketing ploy 
to change it, to listen to the fans, because I think they kind of knew, like, the fans are going to go uproar. Like, the eyes are too small. His legs are too skinny. You know what I mean? He like, was wearing, it was like, weird not... shoes. Like, weird, exactly. like, like, Walmart shoes. So Sorry, I Walmart. almost think that they did that on purpose to listen to the fan base, because this is, like, one of the first films ever where fans kind of dictated <laughs> a release date pushback. I mean, it got so much criticism. And I think it's genius because I th- really believe that's going to s- push up the you know the movie ticket it's sales. It's going to make a lot. I I think, I think it's going to make a lot more money. Million dollars. Yeah, and what I would hope is I wish somehow some way we could start this movement where we just push Sonic and we have it break records over Avengers Endgame, <laughs> and Sonic is at the imagine? top, baby. I would love that. Just film history, Sonic. <laughs> most grossing movie of all time. I I'm going to okay, I'm going to add this to what you said. I think that they had the movie almost done but needed to fine tune some things, so they made one bad trailer where they just altered Sonic a little bit to make it look horrible. So the rest of the movie he looks like how we see him in this newest trailer, but they're oh. like we need more time, we need an excuse to push it back. Let's make him look bad. Everyone's going to because they, there's no way, there's these, absolutely no way that a group of people signed off on that first design. Exactly. I, I and don't are, believe it for a, for a second. These are smart creators. They're visual effects designers. You know what I mean? Yes. Like they're not, they're not dumb. So no. It, so I, I, I'm almost on that side. Like with you, Keeks, I think this is all a ploy. It I, it has to be. It has to be some sort of marketing marketing scheme, and it's perfect because mm-hmm. I'm there opening day. Yeah, opening oh, yeah. day with my AM, with my AMC A list. I'm gonna go see it. I might wear my Sonic shirt. It's somewhere. It's somewhere. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go it. buy some red shoes and wear them to the premiere. Yeah. You know, my Sonic stuff might be at Lost and Found at GameStop when I was you like. You might want to go to Goodwill and see if you can pick those up. <laughs> so yeah, and then, and this new Sonic looks good. Great. It looks just like the Sonic from the video games. I yeah. mean, it's just it's dead beat on. So I think yeah. they've had this Sonic design. I think they've had the movie basically done with this newer design. They just wanted to stir up something, so they threw yeah. in a really bad. Because that first trailer is horrible. It's bad. It's, like it's, it's just it overall horrible. And this new trailer has none of those bad jokes. Has none of like the cheesiness mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. So it really does make conspiracy time. You guys heard it here. They'll they'll, they'll, they'll release a thirty for thirty on this in five years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Narrated by Morgan Freeman. So I'm there. I'm there for it. And then uh, Disney Plus was released, which I think Disney Plus is great. I love the user interface. And we will... So we're going to have our full review of The Mandalorian when that is over. It ends, mm-hmm. after, I think, a week after Rise of Skywalker. Yep, it does. Which I, I think I feel is, it's a little weird that it's been released so close to it. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But it's, it's Disney Plus. They had to roll something out, like their own original show. But so far, we're three episodes in. That's all we're going to say is I like it so far. That's it. We're going to go no spoilers. It is and sweet. I'm ex- yeah, it is sweet. So go watch it if you haven't, and we will have our full review up by the end of December when that show wraps up. I've, I've got to honest. I've got to be honest about about Disney Plus. As great as great as it is, it's for like like only five percent of the content. I feel is watchable. It's it's fun to like scroll through and be like, oh, they have like. You know, they have, like, Max Keeble's Big Move, or, like, oh, it's fun, like, they have, you know, Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior, but I'm not actually going to watch any of these. Like, the actual no. Disney, like, selection itself, it's not great. 
it's it's definitely a trip down nostalgic lane. Yes, I've I can't tell you how many times I'd scrolled through all of the titles and been like, well, all right, okay, let's go to Netflix to see what I actually want to watch. Yeah, yeah, like right now, Netflix is better than Disney Plus. But I agree. I be- oh, I, yeah, I, I and Hulu, but I believe like as Disney Plus hits the ground, gets gets their own content, their own original shows like the Falcon and the winter soldier arrow, mm-hmm. um, you know, Hawkeye arrow Hawkeye, you know, I think, I think I'll pick up ground because there's a lot of Marvel fans and if they do those well, like I'll tune in. <coughs> so rise up right now. I'll get, I think Disney plus is doing fine, but it definitely needs some improvement. Yeah. It's, um, I kind of want to give it like a sweet, sweet and sour a little bit more, more sweet. Yeah. I'll give it, I'll give it sweet. Yeah. I'm definitely going to sweet I've because so many episodes of recess. I love recess. <laughs> I'm going to give it a sweet because there's a movie review that I have that I'm excited to announce. And actually, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that right now. Let's do it. Yeah. So we are actually going to do once a month, we're going to do a Disney Plus, Disney Channel original movie review. So Take today, it down Nostalgia Lane. Yeah. So today I have mine. I'm not going to tell you what it is until I get to my review. But uh, yeah, we're going to do that once a month. And we'll actually have like a poll on Instagram of which ones we should watch because we have... I mean, I, I grew up on the Disney Channel movies, so I like it. That's why I like the Disney Plus so far, but it's like, am I really going to watch all these Disney Plus movies? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, so we're going to do that. Excited. Perfect. I, I can't, I can't wait. Segment. You know what? Let's just, let's just jump right into it. Yeah, we're here right now. Why not? <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, or, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, okay. So I watched Brink. <laughs> and. Right. This movie came out in 1999, and I think it's the best Disney Channel movie. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. Like, I watched it over the weekend, and I was like, wow. And I let me tell you, Brink does two things really well. First, it creates a really menacing villain in Val. Val is just that jerk that we all know in high school, grade school. He's just that pompous, you know... I don't want to say it over the pod, but I don't he even is. like him. I've never even seen the movie. I already hate him. Yeah. So, um, and then also what they did is Disney Channel made rollerblading cool. I can't tell you when I was seven years old, I was begging my mom to get me some roller skates, give me some <laughs> knee, give me some elbow pads so I could just go hit the ground running and start rollerblading like Brink. So Brink is a cool story. It's basically about a guy, his, his group of friends in high school. They're soul skaters. They skate just for fun, for kicks. And then there's a, other little guys at the high school called Team X-Blades. They're sponsored. Oh, and Andy Team Brinker. <laughs> yeah, Team X-Blades. And they have these sweet jerseys. It's awesome. And Andy Brinker, the main character in the story, in the movie, his family is going through some financial issues. Uh, his mom is a real estate agent, and his dad works as, gosh, um, uh, he's a construction worker. So and he's on workers' comp. He got injured. So money's tight, and then he gets an offer to go to Team X-Blades, the enemy, get sponsored, get money, help his friends, help his family out, but he's in a dilemma because he doesn't want to betray his friends. So, I mean, it's actually kind of a cool little story. Like, it's relatable. Gripping. It could happen, and it's not too campy. I mean, it is a cheesy movie. It's pretty campy. But I'm going to give this movie a sweet grading. I think if you have not seen any Disney Channel movie, this is the one to see because it's relatable. And some of, some of the editing is actually pretty good. <laughs> you know, I'm... When you talking about like the whole want it making you want to rollerblade, I remember there's a Disney Channel movie called Is it Jump In? 
Corbin Blue or like jump on it or oh with the roll with the jump with the yeah with the with like the double dutch yes and they're doing yes. like backflips and I'm like dang I want to learn how to jump rope and yeah. then I realized I was like 17 years old and I already knew how to jump rope I was kind of past my prime and so I I hung up I hung up the I hung up the cord for good, good about good the moment you. after realizing I wanted to do it well, we might have to do a Disney Plus review on that one I think but, I, I'm definitely gonna watch it I think it's a fun watch. That, yeah, honestly, the Cheetah Girls movies are pretty fun to watch too, and that's what Brink does. Like, you can watch this with I could watch this with my kids if I was even forty, and it's actually aged pretty well. Okay, uh, but like yeah, I said, I mean, old. yeah, like it's yeah, it's twenty years old. But like I said, it's a little cheesy at parts. I mean, duh, some of the acting is pretty bad, but the editing is good, the story's good, and it's kind of a cool little story, and it makes rollerblading cool. Like, th- enough said. What more can you want? <laughs> So yeah, Brink is uh, sweet grading. It's one of my, it's my favorite Disney Channel movie, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty. You've talked cool. about it a lot. I have not seen it. I'm going to get on it. Everyone yeah. else, um, come with me and get on it and go see it. And uh, you, you have it on Disney Plus, which is seven bucks a month. So a worth steal. it. Yeah, absolutely. That's basically so, yeah. a Little Caesars pizza with uh, crazy bread, but it'll last you way longer. And Team Pup and Suds, my gosh, give me one of those shirts. You'll see when you watch it. <laughs> Mike, so there's Team X Blades and then Team Puppin Such. So the soul sk- the soul skaters get together at the end of the movie. They're like, "All right, let's make our own team," and it's called Team Puppin Such because Andy Brinker starts to like watch dogs <laughs> for like a side job. So oh, that's and that's the, and some of the music is great in it. I love it. It sounds like Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Some of the music. Oh, so it's, it's, it's a nice. blast. It is a blast. I'm sold. You are. I know you are. I, I already am. Oh my gosh. Um. You know what? Let's yeah, let's we had we have another little review that we're going to do, but let's do that after we talk about the movies that we've watched. So what what other movies okay. did you see? Give us your little your little uh, rating for them. I saw The Edge of 17 with Lee Steinfeld. Shouts out Seth. Shouts out Seth. That's one of the reasons why I watched it. I was in New Jersey. It was geez, like 11 o'clock and I was like, ah, I don't really want to play video games. I'm not really tired. Went to Netflix, watched it, and I thought this was a really fun movie. It's kind of like Lady Bird, but not. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's not—it's not a rom-com. It's—it's it's a dra- drama comedy, all on one. And it's—it's it's just I can see this being a very relatable movie t- to a lot of you know adolescents. And I'm gonna give this a sweet grading. I thought the acting was good. The s- story was gr- fine as well. Woody Harrelson was my favorite part of the whole whole movie, as you guys mentioned in the last uh, pod. So uh, I liked it. So I think everybody should watch it if you have nothing to watch. If And I thought Haley Steinfeld did a good job. She got a little annoying sometimes, but that was kind of her character. Like she had to get a little annoying and kind of you just had to think, wow, why, why are you doing this? So I liked it. It was a good watch. Sweet. Love that. And then I watched The King, which is also streaming on Netflix. Oh, it's and new. It just came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I'm, I think I'm going to give this a sour grading. I personally liked it. I watched this on the plane ride home. And Ooh, did you download it? I did. Nice. Yep. And okay. Joel Edgerton, he is in Warrior, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. He wrote this movie as well as somebody else, uh, David McCoy, if I pronounced that correctly. And yeah, it was fine. So it's about King Henry V. And I don't know how historically accurate it is. I don't think it's like spot on, but I think it's like historical nonfiction. I'm sure some of it's true, some of it's not true. Haven't really read up on all the 
what's right, what's wrong. But uh, sure. yeah, it was it was pretty cool action. Like some of the action was pretty sweet. Sometimes it's two hour and twenty minutes. I thought the runtime was fine. And yeah, oh, okay. it, it doesn't sa- drag too much. And I like kind of like the Vikings type, um, you know, English like swords, all that stuff <laughs> type of vibe of a movie. So I liked it, but I think it's a sour grading. Maybe acquired taste, kind of slow at times, but the story was cool. So sour grading, oh. the king. Love that. Was that all of them? That was it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I watched, was it last week? Last Friday? Um, I watched Dolomite Is My Name with Eddie Murphy on Netflix. And I loved it. I thought it was so funny. Um, very crude, pretty crass. But I still give it a sweet grade. It's just, you know, the story about Rudy Ray Moore who made these like just low-budget, funny movies for a group of people that really enjoyed them, and it ended up making like it ended up being like one of the top-grossing movies of like the year with the year that when it came out. I forget all the details, but I had a great time watching it. It's on Netflix. Wow. It's a sweet grade. Love that. Short and sweet. <laughs> it, it, it. Oh, of course. And then I watched Mystic River with Becky on Thursday night. Um, Clint Eastwood movie, 2003, Sean Penn, Kevin Bacon, and Tim Robbins. Sean Penn and Tim Rob- Robbins won Academy Awards for this movie, and it is wow. unreal. It is super really? sweet. It's sweet. Everyone's got to take a look at it. I, did, it win, did it win Best Movie of the Year? No, Best it was picture? nominated. Okay. Yeah. So I remember, I, I remember hearing of, all about this film back in 2003, because that was the year uh, Return of the King came out. Oh, that was also uh, Master, and Com- uh, Master and Commander? That yes, one, the like C movie that everyone talks about, but I've never actually seen. Yep, yep, yeah. yeah. I remember hearing all about Mystic River because I was all just I was watching the Oscars. Like Return of the King is just take it's just going to wipe the floor. Oh, which it, they it did. cleaned house. Yeah, it, it, so you know that's interesting. I like Tim Robbins. He does a fantastic job in Shawshank Redemption. Of course. Oh my gosh, yeah. And Mystic River, man, really, really good. I don't want to go too much into this into the story. It's on Netflix. Go stream it. Go watch it. Clint okay. Eastwood, one of his best. Wow. And then to top it all off, like like what you did, I was just going through Netflix to see like what movies I wanted to watch on the plane ride back. And um, Train Spotting, a Danny Boyle movie, and sweet movie Morsel, Ewan McGregor, our boy Obi-Wan Kenobi is in this movie. My guy. This role is what got him the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi in Phantom of the Menace. No way. I always call it Phantom of the Menace now. I know Thank it's you. Phantom Menace, <laughs> but because of you, it's Phantom of the Menace. I love that. It will, it will forever be that in our hearts. It's, and so, yeah, it's, it's sour, I would give it. Okay. A little bit of an acquired taste. Um, it's about, you know, a group of young men who live in Edinburgh and are kind of like, and are all heroin addicts. And so it's kind of their story of trying to get clean and falling back in and, um, gotcha. Yeah. about you know, the consequences of the choices that we make. So I think it's sour, you know, if you're, if you're feeling dangerous, you're feeling adventurous, go check it out. And it's, uh, actually on IMDB number one fifty nine. Oh yeah. So you watched an IMDB. Wow. Movie. That memory check that of yours. Out. Love that. No, I'm yeah. on, I'm on IMDB right now. So <laughs> I, <got laughs> I <gotcha>. figured. <laughs> and there's a train spotting too, actually. Yep. Um, I don't know it's how good okay or bad reviews. it is. It's got an okay reviews. I think it's probably fine. But yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed it. That's good. Love so that. This is, we're going to go into a very special review of someone that honestly for us has been a huge influence 
Starting back to, for me, probably 2015, end of 2015, early 2016, and for you, shortly after. Yeah. Let's start so, with the sweet stuck goat. Oh, we are, we are, we are, we like Chris Stuckman. We are big fans of Chris Stuckgoat because, like you said, in 2016, when we did Summer Cell, <laughs> Kansas City, shout out. Yep. You would, you would watch them all the time. So, Logan in 2017 was coming out in February. And I was super excited to see Logan because Wolverine is one of my favorite um, superheroes. And I was really excited for Logan being rated R. It was going to be gritty. And you sent me the movie review that Chris Stuckman did. That that was my first movie review I watched from him. Oh, okay. And within the first minute, he dropped a well-placed F-bob about Logan. (laughs) And I thought it was so funny. I was laughing out loud. And he was just amped about this film. And, like, it got me excited. And when I left the theater, I was like, wow, I agree with a lot of things that he said. And so I've been watching his reviews for over two years now. We're coming up on three years in 2020. And yeah. I've, for the most part, I've agreed with a lot of what Stuckman, Stuck Goat, has had to say. There's a couple of reviews where I'm like, mm, that I've watched a movie and he's watched that I'm like, yeah, I, I don't disagree. But that's movies. It's polarizing. I'm still mad he gave The Punisher a B minus. I don't Ooh, I, I disagree yeah, with that. Yeah, that's right. That, that's one where I'm like, mm. So, yeah. So he. Did his first, well, not his first, but he released a short film on YouTube called Notes from Melanie, and he's been trying to get into film school, write and direct his own movies, and I really appreciate that. Good for him. I I love how unconventional his methods have been of just releasing, because he has such a big platform on YouTube. He has like 1.64 million subscribers. I would say he- huge platform, Yeah, and you know, he releases his his short on there and probably got more exposure just from doing that than going the traditional route of going through a studio. And he's someone I really like because he keeps it real. He's pretty transparent. Yes. And he's a good guy, like he's mentioned before, where uh, in his at the end of his film reviews, he's like, it was great to meet so-and-so at the screening. He's like, I even waited for you guys and one one review and- I didn't see you guys. He's like, just come up and talk to me. And he seems like a really good, genuine guy from what we see. And I think he's the best film reviewer. Hands down. On YouTube. Hands down. Yeah. If not, like, outside of, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and whatnot. I think he's great. He's pretty And outside on. of the sweet film talk, I think he's the best oh, one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, and, uh, um, you know, if are they off chance that, uh, Stucco, you're listening to this, we would love to interview you sometime. It, it's our absolute dream. We'll make it happen. We'll, our people will get in touch with your people. Yeah. Or we'll just DM you. Yeah. <laughs> or you'll DM us. <laughs> but his, his movie Notes from Melanie is essentially the story of a, of a dude who's working on his script. He's been a filmmaker in the past, just making these straight to, as they say in the movie, like Best Buy Walmart bin DVDs of knockoff ripoff movies. And he has this desire to make an actual movie that he wants to make. And what I saw in the movie is that, like, I what I understood from it is, you know, we no matter where you are in life, you always have a desire and a passion to do more. Without going to others and getting constructive criticism and trying to work through the kinks that you have and trying to avoid that plateau effect, if you don't do that, you're going to be stuck doing the same thing over and over again. No matter if you love doing what you do, you're still going to get into a rut. And so it's so important to go through especially writing a script. It was really funny how he had all of these posters made because the classic, like when you're making your movie, you want to make sure you have a good tagline. You want to make sure you can imagine the poster. It's the classic things they tell you to do. And when writing a script, but after that, you've got to work through so many kinks. 
And it was cool to see that creative process when writing a script and trying to make a movie. Mm-hmm. And mission possibly really hard. <laughs> know, Jurassic universe. It's cool to see like um, his friends that he does reviews with in the movies as well. Like Matt yeah. Brando, I think is his name. And John um, Flickinger. Flick yeah. Another guy yeah. that we like listening to. I, I watch some of his stuff, but he's stuck goats. Well, we'll just say it, but you know, I appreciate his enthusiasm. He's very energetic. John Flickinger. No, uh, yeah. I like notes from Melanie. It's only 20 minutes long. It's like an episode of, you know, the office or parks and rec. And it's uh, it's acted pretty well. I mean, these are no name actors I've never heard of, and the story was pretty witty. It was pretty funny. There's some scenes where I was laughing just because it's so over the top. Some of the visual effects were hilarious. And I'm gonna give this a sweet grading. I might be a little biased because I love Stuck Goat, but uh, I appreciate him putting this on his platform and his YouTube. And I thought it was pretty witty. It was a fun little, um, you know, just a little 20 minutes. Yeah, and it, biggest- it was cool to see how like a full three acts. We're stuffed into 20 minutes. You know, you get from where this writer is. You learn a little bit more about him. um, You learn about Melanie. I I found that some of the audio was rough, but I mean, when it comes to a short film, I I can't imagine there's much more that you can do on such a tight budget. So with what you have, I think it all worked great. Mm -hmm. And he said, and he mentioned like short films are a great way to uh, discover what you need to work on and it's kind of get, kind of get some friction underneath you. So no, I thought it was fine. So if you guys know Stuckman or Stuck Goat or are looking for something witty to watch for 20 minutes, go watch this guy that has uh, influenced us and someone that we really kind of go to for some certain like movie reviews and takes. And because uh, we watch a lot of different movie review people because we just like to see what people are saying. And he's been one of our personal favorite favorites yeah. for sure. I mean, I, as soon as I see that he posts a video, I click on it. Like I'm always within, you know how you see the view count? I'm yeah. always there when it's like 20 views <laughs> just cause I, it's, you know, I value his opinion a lot. Yeah. And I also, so, I've tried to like not watch it as quick because I want to see the movie beforehand and see how my opinion compares to what he talks about. Yeah. That's um, what I, I normally just scan and go and I like to see his grade. If it's something okay. I'm really looking forward to seeing, I won't even watch it till after I see it. Oh, I, really? I, I, I gather my own thoughts. Yeah. I've like, I've resisted some, some movie reviews where I'm like, Oh, I want to watch this, but I'm like, nah, oh. Okay, I love Hold that. Off. Yeah, I, I got to start doing that more. Got to be disciplined, you know? Got to be. Patience. <laughs> Take the pebble from my hand. Uh, so what, what grade did you give it? I give it a sweet. Sweet? Yeah, Duh. it's sweet. <laughs> Becky watched it with me, too. And yeah, she, we, we had a good time watching it in New York. Yeah, it's, a, it's endearing. It's- oh, also, side note, in New York, we were at the theater for the 21 Bridges premiere. So oh, we, like, yeah. saw all of the cast and everything. And... um. Um, yeah, uh, I think that was probably the best part of 21 Bridges, because from what I hear, it's not that great. Wakanda but forever. They're in a movie and they're making a movie. I'm jealous. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm jealous. too. <laughs> We're there We're, next year for 22 Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> two bridge, two bridges are. That was bad. Okay. And, <laughs> uh, let's get to. Are um, we ready for Jojo? Jojo Rabbit. Let's get into it. We know let's that you guys want to listen to it. Um, this has probably been one of the most requested movie reviews that I've gotten. And I think that we've gotten between the two of us, you know, what would you say? I I would say this has been a movie that I've been looking forward to. I know a lot of people, not, not a lot, but a few people have seen it and they've said, wow, I can't stop thinking about this. I really enjoyed it. And I've been meaning to get to, and I finally watched it yesterday. So so hit it, hit us did. with this with the plot summary. You do a really good job at these. I like I like when you. 
Jojo Betzler is a young Nazi enthusiast while on the outside demonstrates that he's all for the motherland. And the inside, he is he does have a sweet spot. He has a soft spot, but he tries to hide it. So it tells the story of him coming to understand what it means to be a fanatic and getting those notions flipped on its head and to agree that you love someone even though you have differences and overcoming those bad opinions that you might get from others about groups of people or about whatever it might be. And his um, imaginary best friend is Adolf Hitler, who is played by Taika Waititi, who also directed the movie. Um, Geez, Scarlett Johansson plays his mom. Um, Oh, my gosh. Uh, Thomas and Mackenzie plays a Jewish girl Mm -hmm. that he meets. And I don't remember what the boy's name is. We'll figure it out. We'll find out. Archie Yates. What? The Yorkie, oh, the little boy, oh, that was his friend. Uh, Roman Griffin Davis is Joe. Roman Griffin Davis. I felt the cast was extru- was super strong. Roman Griffin Davis. That's was like his first movie. First, yeah. at least major role. Yeah. I had a blast watching Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Oh, as as did I. And it's just super. I mean, it's a little edgy, a little dark humor. But yeah. that's Taika Waititi, you know what I mean? That's just kind of his. And sweet movie morsel right out right here is while uh, he was directing this. Apparently, he was dressed in his Hitler clothes while he was directing. So, <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. So imagine like being told what to do and where to go by someone that looks just like Hitler. You know. <laughs> and uh, to we we don't we'll get into a little bit of spoilers, but. This movie was written around one line that's said at the end, and I oh swear my. this movie was created for the full purpose of being able to say this line yeah. that Roman Griffith <laughs> Davis delivers at the end. Apparently the screenplay was done in 2010. Really? I, yeah. I know that he had a lot of trouble trying to get this distributed. So um, when I went and saw this, I saw this on Saturday at 1.10 p.m. Packed. It was Packed. Really? And there was a lot of like age differences. Like I was sat between two elderly people. Actually, one lady was laughing so hard and not really a spoiler here, but she like, then she started crying. I mean, this lady was going through all the ups and downs of emotions. It it really does, man. It throws you through the ringer of emotions. I thought the performances were great and I thought the humor was awesome. And I really liked Sam Rockwell's character. I thought he was hilarious. <laughs> I really like Rebel Wilson's too. Yes. And um, Yorkie killed me. His friend, oh. Jojo's friend. Just the, oh, just the chunky, just the chunky <laughs> friend. A little bit of a stereotype, but he was just a sweetheart. And just, <laughs> my, my uniform's just, made of paper. I know. I thought I, was, I thought I was your first best friend. You're my second. <laughs> I, so a lot of the lines were hilarious. I'm going to give this a sweet grading. This will de- I think this is cemented as my top three favorite film of the year uh, when it's all said and done by the end of this year. I loved it. And it was original movie. It didn't really need a prequel or a sequel. And like I said, it has a wave of emotions. It's funny. It's kind of dark and edgy. And it's like really cute and endearing. And it just had everything into one. And everybody should go see this movie. If it's still in theater, if it's, if it's playing by you, Really try to make an effort to go see this and kind of get your 100%. own take on it. 
because I can see how this could be polarizing. It could be even offensive to some people. However, I thought it was well done. And, and Taika Waititi, man, he does a great job of just being on the edge and kind of steering and not going off the cliff, but kind of flirting with it and then coming back in. And uh, yeah, sweet grading for me. I really enjoyed it. And I, I had a blast. What I think is so important to remember about this movie is that it is a satire. Yes. It's not Very sarcastic. in any way pro-fascism, pro-Hitler, pro-Nazis. Mm-hmm. In no way. The Nazis are all a bunch of bumbling idiots, and they're stupid, and their ideals are absolutely wild. Yeah. And he and it, shows that up front. Mm-hmm. You know? And it is, it's, it's great to see JoJo's character development. It's great to see his interaction with his mom. Um, some of the scenes, gosh, what would, I, I feel like sometimes the scenes felt a little Wes Anderson-esque, but also I feel like it's not that it was supposed to be like that. It's just I think their styles of filmmaking are very similar, Taika and Wes Anderson's. And Taika's, one of his his last movie before Thor Ragnarok, I guess, Hunt for the Wilder People, has kind of a same like endearing feel to it. Um, if anyone wants to check that out, I saw it on Hulu. I don't know if it's still there, but um, What We Do in the Shadows is also great. That's on Amazon Prime if you want to check out his previous movies. And a movie called Boy, I believe. It was his first major release, and it's a he's from New Zealand, so it's a New Zealand-based comedy. And, that, oh. and Hunt for the Wilder People are as well. So I, I overall, it's a sweet. It is the most rewatchable movie of the year. Yeah, I I, I, I can't definitely. wait to go see it again. Yeah, I can definitely agree. And fun fact: Taika Waititi is in uh, he's in Green Lantern. <laughs> no, he's not. He is. Guess who's else? Guess who else is in Green Lantern? Tim Robbins and obviously Blake really? Lively and Ryan Reynolds. That was actually a stat cast. Oh my gosh, what a turd of a movie! Sorry, right? Taika, to go off on the rails a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> big time, uh, big watcher, big but, li- big sweet. No, it's a really cute movie, Jojo Rabbit, with the relationship that Jojo develops with, um, you know, the girl Elsa. That yeah. I mean, not really a spoiler. I mean, it says it in the, um, it says in the summary that, you know, his mom is hiding a Jew in upstairs, and so here's here's what I want to here's what I want to get into right now, and this isn't so much of an audible, but. I think this is one of those few moments where I almost want to cut the review off and not do spoilers because I think everyone really needs to see the movie, but I'm also willing to do spoilers. So what what do you think? Do we do spoilers? Yeah, let's get into a little bit of spoilers. Let's do it. So okay. that's that's our review. Sweet. Go see it. Let's dive into a little bit of spoilers. I'm in. Yeah. Three, two, one. Warning. Warning. Spoilers ahead. Hey guys, it's your boy the Sweet Keeks. Um, spoilers are coming right now, so if you want to avoid those, just go ahead and fast forward to 5342. You should do that because this movie is very sweet and you should all see it. Okay, sweet. Mom dies. Yeah. Uh that was hard. I didn't yeah. I, I didn't really like that, so to speak. But I could kind of understand because, I mean, she kind of brought it upon herself with handing out the propaganda of free Germany. Looks like she Uh-oh. got caught. That's what I That's what I alluded to, that she got caught because of that, not because she was hiding the Jew. Yeah, no, I, I think you're... I think you're because 
Because if that were the case, then Sam Rockwell's character would have came in with, um, you know, Gustavo and, and would have stopped him, you know? Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is is that JoJo, uh, this is this is it's an interesting movie for this time as well because you get so much of this misinformation that gets thrown around um, on both sides of the political spectrum, and it just shows how like harmful sometimes misinformation can be and how you know malleable people's just ideas are based on just little things that they hear. I know I've heard little things, for example. Uh, this is totally it's it's related, but Mr. Rogers, I grew up thinking that he was a tatted war veteran because all these rumors said that that's how he was. And I was like, wow, Mr. Rogers is so cool. You know, he's nice because maybe of all the things that he's seen in war. And that wasn't the case. So you get all this misinformation and it's so important to actually, you know, if you hear something about certain people, go talk to him about it. Learn from different pers- learn from different points of view. And that's another thing that I picked up from the movie. Mm hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And like I said, it's kind of like, I agree. It's kind of a polarizing movie and kind of see different views, so to speak. And I did like when the mom died, it was hard, but I kind of liked the shot that it just showed her shoes. Cause I had a lot of yeah. shots of her shoes alluding to that, you know, there's, Oh my gosh. There's like yeah, three the scene shots where they're on the steps. Yeah. And she's like standing oh. up and it has her shoes. So I didn't expect that. And that's kind of why this movie is so good. It's like, you don't really, you kind of, you expect, you don't, you don't, you kind of expect the unexpected. You don't see it coming. So yeah. And, and his that's, mom, that, you know, scene, when he's, that scene was tense with the Gestapo coming in and sheesh, that yeah, was suspenseful. Was. I was like, Whoa, okay. And she comes out and she's like, I'm a sister. Like I thought that was well played. So I did too. And I think especially with the, you know, um, Rockwell, what is this? What is Sam Rockwell's character does a good job of blending in with everything, and he uh, he becomes. I, I, go on. No, I was just I was actually going to say I like the scene where he's talking with his mom about what it feels like to be in love, and she explains it like butterflies, but it's kind of a painful feeling, mm-hmm. and it shows him kind of falling in love with Elsa, Thomas and Mackenzie's character, mm-hmm. and then the but the blue butterfly that leads him to his mom. It's like all of these feelings of love can make you feel painful, but in different ways. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, man, it was heart-wrenching. And Sam Rockwell's character becomes, like, the hero. Yeah. He takes off his jacket at the end, pushes him away, and, like, screams Jew, you know, at him, at JoJo. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool to see. Uh, but, yeah, good film. I mean, all all the emotions, and glad I saw it. Top three of the year for me, hands down. We'll be yeah, it's in my top five. So, sweet grading. Everybody go see it. And gosh, we got a slate of movies we're going to be watching next week. And of course, the Sweet Film Talk meetup. We are we're pumped for that. Oh, we are. We're we're. I'm so excited to see Knives Out and the fact that we'll be able to see with other people. Get your guys' opinions on it. Get your views on it. Get some get some blizzards afterwards. <laughs> and a chicken basket. Why not? <laughs> oh um, man, yeah, I, I, I think that's it. Is there anything else? No. Um. Gosh, that that's it. I, we're coming into Oscar season, folks. So I'm just like, I feel a little bit overwhelmed because you've got Irishman out this week, Knives Out out, out this week, Marriage Story out the week after. Ford um, versus Ferrari. Got to get to that. Yeah. Uh, the new Clint Eastwood movie about the oh, Atlanta yes. bomber or the Oklahoma City yes. bomber or the, whatever. Richard Jewell. 
Yes. Uh, uncut gems. The, and then the, and then Dark Waters. Yeah, true. Man, there's a lot of good films that are just rolling out. Thank goodness, because that summer was abysmal. My gosh. That was oh my rough. gosh. It's it's 2016 comparable. But no, this 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 these past two months have been have been good. So I know. Honest. I keep giving out all these like sweet grades. Gosh dang, like is this really how it should be? And it this is how it should be. I should mm-hmm. be we should be going to the movies and coming out just giving sweets left and right. I wish I could do it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, but no, that was that's take fifty eight, man. Great to great to reconnect. Are you kidding? Holy crap. <laughs> we had so much stuff that we fit in in less than an hour. We did it. We did it. So for that commute to work and on the way back or at the gym, whatever you're doing when you're listening to the SFT, we appreciate y'all. And we'll see you Friday, 725. We're going to get there a little bit early, probably like around 7 o'clock, 715. Get my mozzarella stick. Get my pizza ready. Yeah, get it, get it early, I'll please. I'll get there late. <laughs> I'll try to get there early, but then my food will keep me waiting. Oh, man. I love that. Like it often does. Okay. What a take. Wow, I'm tired. Got to go nap. <laughs> she, <laughs> I don't believe. We have no food, so we're going to go make um rice and cheese. Uh, that sounds phenomenal. Said, said some my way. I'd eat it. <laughs> I'll, I'll Uber eats it to you. I'll pay a grand to ship that to you. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, I'd love that. Okay, take 59 next for Knives Out. I love that. Stay sweet, everyone. Sweet. Sweet. Sweet.